This is our first time. This is our first time ever is doing this. this are we starting this? We've started. <laughs> right We've now. started. We've started. Yes. This is our first time doing our podcast. Uh, welcome to Totally Thomas Talk Time with Tim and Michelle Thomas. Do you need to like give me like podcast like etiquette, rules? <laughs> um we don't have any rules around here. This is all about us and whatever we want to do. And I, I'm, to be honest with you, I don't really know much about what I'm doing either. So. All right. So we're just talking. We're just talking. Just like normal life. <laughs> totally Thomas talk time. That's right. Um, so what we do is um, I come up with a topic for the episode. And Michelle has no idea what that's going to be. And then... Uh, we just hash it out, like in real life, except with fewer text message interruptions. Well, I feel like I've been prepared for this my whole life. How's that? Because you're always talking to me, and I have to respond. <laughs> well, I am your husband. That's what we do. <laughs> okay. We do talk a lot. We spend a lot of time together. So for those of you who don't know anything about us, <clears throat> uh, which is going to be hopefully be a lot of people at some point but right now most people will know us because <laughs> you know we're going to share with our friends to watch this hopefully so, our friends will watch this we've been so married we've been, for almost 20 years yeah that's correct in, in january, january it'll be 20 years we have worked full-time together from yep. home for six years six almost six years and which is just crazy this actually. thing is crooked we're gonna have to straighten that a little bit that would drive me nuts if I was watching this. Six years we've worked together. Oh, by the way, we're we're doing podcasts, but we're also on YouTube. Okay. Totally Thomas. Yeah. So we worked together for six years. Um, we've we have three kids, an eighteen, fifteen, and thirteen year old. Mm-hmm. It is uh, the season of weird parenting. Yeah. Just teenagers, you know, it's weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been married for almost 20 years, and Michelle is only 29 years old. <laughs> I was 11 yeah. and she was 9. That's weird. Well, I was actually, uh, Michelle was 17 when we got married, and her mom had to actually sign her over to me at the courthouse to be her legal guardian. <laughs> you were my daddy. <laughs> That's weird. Um, oh, actually, I was go 17. weird right off the bat. Yeah, I was. 17. <laughs> what is this? I have buttons. Why? Don't do stuff like that because that's embarrassing. <laughs> I will this not. Is, this be whole able show to, is going to be embarrassing for I sure. I will not for, be able to respond to that. 
this is this the way it's going to be. Yeah. Well, another it's thing. It's going to get way more embarrassing. Another than that. thing that is different about us. Different. No. Another thing that's interesting is that you are like weird and cheesy, and I get stressed out easy. You get very stressed out. Like this whole thing stresses stressing me out right now because the whole premise of this is that I don't know what I'm talking every show. About. No, every no. It's not that you don't know what you're talking about. It's that <laughs> every show I'm coming up with something that I want to talk about that normally in our everyday life it's just what I do. Right. And she doesn't know what I'm going to say. But we're just doing it live so people can yeah. experience that interaction because I do come up with a lot of things and she's always telling people that I have too many ideas and it overwhelms her. So we figured, why not do that where everybody can hear it? I don't know. All right. It's just the way we decided to do it. So anyway, that's the premise of our show. So with that what said... What are we going to talk about though? Like what's this going to be about? Business? Well, we've marriage, got we have business, life. marriage, life, but we've also got, you know, just a sprinkling of everything. It, we're not trying to be... We're not trying to be too... Christians. Uh, yeah, well, we're not trying to be too... Uh, too businessy or anything like that. We do business together, but we want it to be kind of like um, just about everything and have different topics and have fun with it. And uh, it's kind of a stress reliever too, okay. in a way. I don't know um, how much stress relieving <laughs> this is doing for me right now, but I'll go with you on that. Okay. All right. So um, what were you saying? I don't know. Okay. Well, so our, our topic that we're going to jump into today Topic for today is so the other day, um, the other day Michelle said something to me and uh, and I was laughing at her because it's not something that you normally hear somebody who does what we do for a living say. And she was actually saying it to her friend, and I was just like, "Huh? Okay, explain that." And so I figured I would just ask you. I would just ask you, so Michelle, why, why is it that you don't like John Maxwell's book, The Five Levels of Leadership? Why are you asking me that question? Because I feel like that's, I feel like that's stressful. You feel like it's stressful? I just feel like that. Okay, so I think that certain personalities like it's things are like black and white like things like you see things and it's like if you do this you've achieved this there's like benchmarks okay so for me i'm like a numbers person like i'm i like to achieve or like i can you know i can see how much money is in our bank account i see what we uh like things just like are defined by like things i don't know I don't know. That doesn't even make any sense. But achievements are like if you're in business and, you know, you need to do this to achieve a certain level. Of this I don't know. Anyway, so the five levels of leadership is more like about raising. Like you have to you rank yourself on a scale kind of. And then, you and know. Where you're at in your leadership. Where you're at in your leadership. And it just feels like. And I think when you're all. I mean, I think personally, I think. um I don't know, like you always, like I look at it and I'm like, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm just not ever going to be, like it just is like, it feels like, I don't know. Okay, well, all right, but let's talk about each level maybe a little bit because I, I just have, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's been a while since I've been through it yeah. myself. 
And I remember going through it and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting, kind of cool to think about, but um, let's just talk through each one and see, maybe we can dig in a little bit more about why you feel this way. Yeah. All right. So, so the first position is, um, it's called position. It's about rights and it's because people follow because they have to. So the first position of leadership um, is people follow because they have to. Yeah. Um, then the second level of leadership is called the permission level, and that's where it's about relationships. People follow because they want to. So if you're a leader in this position, people are following you because they want to, not because they have to. So I guess um, position would be like you've got a manager. Mm-hmm. You've got a manager, and they're they're they have a position. They're in charge. Right. But like people, people have to follow. People them have because... to follow them, and they just they just operate from that place, and mm-hmm. it's not really about people wanting to yeah. follow them. Where level two is people follow because they want to follow you. There's something about you that they that they like. Yeah. Um, position number three. We're going up to the five levels, and we can talk about all of them. But position number three is production. People, it's um, about results. People follow because of what you have done for the organization. So you've produced results and people want to follow you because you've actually done something that is uh, worth following. Okay. Position four is people development. Um, reproduction, the reproduction level. People follow because of what you have done for them. Okay, so now they're wanting to be like you. Mm-hmm. In some sort of way, um, and then and they're wanting to duplicate what you've done. And then number five is called the pinnacle, and that's about respect. And people follow because of who you are, and what you represent. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I feel like I I feel like I'm a strong leader. I mean, I do feel like I have gifts of leadership. So I don't. I, I look at that and I think. Like I can see where that could help someone. I've also been a manager, and I know, like, I know what it's like to be in a place. And I've worked for a place where I had to follow someone just because of their position, not because I really respected them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can see all that, um, and I can see where that would help somebody grow. I just feel like I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in, I'm the type of person that I, I like to like have, you know, aha moments for. You know, like if you're if you're a leader and you're at maybe you're a two, mm-hmm. you know, like I know in his book he talks about how to take it to that next level. So there is there is that growth part of it. I, I don't know. I think that the, you've asked me this is like you. This is like really weird to be put on the spot like this. This is what we we're supposed to talk about. I know. It's just well. So for um, for everybody who is watching this, Michelle, before before this, she told me. Um, what we talk about, it needs to be like controversial. <laughs> and so I could think of nothing, but I can think of other controversial things, but I thought this would be a fun one because it is controversial for you to say that you don't like this book. I think that most people would be like, huh? Well, I just, here's the thing that I know. Okay. And we've, we, are, we struggle, we struggle a lot of times with personalities profiling people. So we've, we've said this before, like, I think personality um, trait, like, I don't know, personality, like the Enneagram and everything like that, like, it's awesome to be able to know who you are. But I think what I've seen through this is that maybe that there's there's certain, um, 
ideas and philosophies that fit better with certain personalities. Like I loved like, okay, so if you want to just talk about John Maxwell, like I loved and like the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, like changed my life. Okay. But I just, I can't. Why do you feel like that book is so much different than the five levels of leadership? Maybe it's like, like just because I want to be the best, like, so maybe like the five levels of leadership, it just feels so like, like just. Like, I want to be a five, and then it's just, you're striving. There's a lot of striving where it's like the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. It's like, it can change your perception on stuff. And so, it well it's like light bulb moments. Yeah. And so, I feel like I have a lot more I can teach all levels of leadership in that way. Yeah, and when in some ways, in some ways, it seems like the five levels of leadership... Um, is all about achievement because you're talking about going up a ladder of some sort. Yeah. Anytime that you put something in the context of you're going up a ladder, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is, even if it's for something that's really good and can be really beneficial to you and other people, even there, it definitely puts a type of pressure on you for achievement, for a, a, accomplishment, and if you look at yourself and you feel like maybe you're not there yet, it could almost make you feel deflated. Yeah, I guess that's how I think sometimes. And and almost feel like I've been doing something, I've been doing this thing or whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this thing for this long and I'm still not where I want. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be. But the thing is that other people might look at you and see it differently, but that doesn't matter. It's about seeing yourself too. To a certain degree, it's you know it's all about what you, how you perceive it. So it's like the law twenty one irrefutable laws of leadership, like the law of the lid. It's kind of the idea of you know a lot of times people have put a lid on what their their possibilities are, mm-hmm. you know. And so I can see like I can I can see and sense and feel lids in my life, and so it makes me want to break through that okay. and break free. Yeah. But it's not necessary, and I think also like me trying to teach the the um, I've never taught on the on the five, five levels. levels of leadership. Like I've never, I don't know for some, for some reason. It's but I'm kind of weird like that. Like I have a hard time committing to certain things. Well, like, it's not- funny because all right, so you know, but Michelle Michelle will read like five lines out of a book and then teach out of it for. For three months or six yeah. months, but you know what? Actually, I love that about you because because some some people I think it's better than the person who reads all kinds of books and never applies it. It's better to take one little idea out of a book and actually apply it and try to live it and teach out of that yeah. than it is to read ten books and do none of it. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I think that's actually cool. I would much rather. I'd much rather be the kind of person who does that. It's, it was kind of crazy because, like, getting into business seven years ago, like, I would never have considered myself an entrepreneur. Like, I just, I liked working corporate. Like, I liked doing a good job. Like, I liked someone telling me, like, I'm awesome. Like, I just mm-hmm. like to be good. But when you're doing, it's almost like, like, entrepreneurship is a little bit like being a parent. You know, you're you're creating your success and like you're putting yourself up and I think for the first 
it was probably like the first year and a half before I even like truly understood personal growth. Like we didn't talk about it the, my first year of doing this, like mm-hmm. personal growth. It was like I just had to figure out how to be successful. So I was just digging and I'd find like one nugget and it created like a movement in my life. Yeah. And so I wasn't trying to just like, I don't know. It was, I was, it was about actually getting something that could you could use and then doing that thing. Yeah. It wasn't about trying to make a profession yeah. out of out of being a out of personal growth you were just trying to find things that you could use and then actually do it yeah i was like personally growing like i was i was excelling like i'm i'm a different person i mean that whole first year i was just like i grew leaps and bounds over my fears and pushed myself beyond limits but i wasn't focused on personal growth no you were just just trying to just focused on like figuring it out I would agree. But so the biggest difference, I think, between the 21 irrefutable laws and the five levels of leadership, it's, I mean, uh, the concepts and the things that he talks about in both books are very similar. Mm-hmm. But in the 21 irrefutable laws, it's just saying, well, this is this is the way it is. Yeah. And if you grab onto this one thing, this one concept, yeah. and it's broken down into 21 things, right? So it's the type of thing where you can take a nugget and work on it. Yeah. Well, it just expands your understanding. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can see where there's a different kind of um, feeling for you in that. And I mean, I'm not personally, I, I just look at that and I don't take it too personally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look at five <laughs> levels of leadership and take it too personally. I'm like... It's like been like yeah. a secret, like... Because the thing secret. is, I always think I'm a five, no matter what. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just Maybe my, it's like... That's my personality, though. I literally, I literally just have this thing where I like... I just believe that I can do it. <laughs> That's so weird. That's conceited. Why is it weird? That's conceited. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just the way it is. No, I think that you've pushed me to be more like that. But I don't know. It's real weird. We when we were this came out when we were talking about this with um, my friend, and like. I have anxiety around certain things in my life. I don't like maybe I need to press into the five levels of leadership. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just, maybe that would be the right thing. Maybe I need to go. You know, ultimately your fears yeah. lead to your biggest breakthroughs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I've been avoiding something. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe you just need to read the book again. Well, you've never actually read it. <laughs> You've, Listen, you've, been, you've sat through class, I think. I have sat. And John Maxwell spoke at our convention on the five levels of leadership. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like I've been immersed into it, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll just read it. Maybe maybe that's, you know, the feeling that I have is almost the same feeling as I have sometimes when you like want to go see a movie. You mean when you want to go Wait, see a movie? No, when you, you want to go see a movie. Oh, okay. Because you, I don't like I don't actually love watching movies, like only certain ones. But like I, I'm real afraid to commit to certain things if I don't know it's going to serve me. That's what I've never understood. That's what I've never understood. Like it's just going to a movie. I know. This podcast is going to turn into therapy, <laughs> Michelle Thomas. <laughs> Because I don't usually talk this much. Usually it's Tim telling me all I the talk, things. I talk. She listens a lot. And she's, she interjects things. But it's just... This will be fun. This yeah. will be fun. I've enjoyed it. Okay, so you know what? Um, that's your take. So are you going... Do you feel like you're going to 
maybe read the book now. Maybe I'm just going to read it. I'm going to download it on Audible and just go for it. Okay. All right, then we'll have I something mean, to talk about later on. It might be my second book that I've ever read <laughs> on business. Third. All right. Well, we went from you didn't like it all the way to now you might read it after one conversation. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see where therapy is probably good. Do you for think people. you'd be saying this though right now if you weren't on a podcast? Do you think? You'd yeah, be- I actually did. I actually did. That was the one thing that I came. One conclusion I came to with my friend was that maybe, maybe that's maybe I maybe I need to read it or maybe I, maybe that is what I need. I don't okay. Know. All right. Like you know, how sometimes it's like going back to because I have really weird. I don't know what the problem, what it is. Like, I have really weird, like, OCD things or okay. anxieties and certain things. So it's, like, almost like the very thing I'm scared of is the very thing I need. Like, like movies, for example. I want to go see something lighthearted, mildly entertaining. And you want to go see something that's full of... It's got it's got some movement in it. Yeah, it's and it's, like, full, it's no, full I, of... No, I want to see something with a story. Yeah, that's interesting. That, that actually like has... Drama or something like that. Yeah. And the very thing this, that I'm... The, for you, the dumber, the better. Yeah. And, like, so <laughs> what I really want is I think it's just, like, lighthearted and fun. And then I, we end up going to a movie like that. It is and we, boring. And it's boring and it's dumb. And then we go to this, like, meteor movie and I end up liking it. But you had to, like, drag me there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that about my personality. It's very perplexing <laughs> that's a perplexing that's a new word for me all right well that 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 was fun uh i think it's time to play some games i've got a couple of games so we don't know exactly if we're going to do this every podcast but i think uh there well what i want to do is have a couple a few different segments okay so uh this next segment i don't know if we're going to do this every time but but the segment after that is another game i think we're going to do that other game Every time. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Okay. So this next segment here, um, what I want to do is ask, this one is called, why do you do that? Okay. Why do you do that? So we're going to ask each other, and now you do know about this part of it. So yeah. we're going to ask each other, um, we, we both have something prepared, and we're going to ask, why do you do that? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, we learned a little bit more about each other this way. And, uh, I oh, kind of guess I can go first. You want to ask me first? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Okay. Why do you take so much value and pride into dinner? <laughs> what? Like, it's just so important what? that we have, like, a formal meal. Like... Three meals a day, but like every night. Like dinner is definitely. Dinner is like super important, and it just is. I don't know. I mean, we've been married almost nine, twenty years, and so it's like I I know this about you, but it's also still like it irritates you, doesn't it? Because like we could have eaten a late lunch, and it's just like I mean, fend for yourself, you know, type of thing. Get a piece of bologna. <laughs> bologna, but get a piece of lunch meat. Like, just keep it simple, you know. Why is it just? Shake up everything. For Why you. is it so important? I've actually thought about this and wondered at times, like when, like I would be like irritated because dinner we didn't have dinner, yeah. like or it wasn't thought about. But it's, it's not- like it's not even like I intentionally feel this. It's like I suddenly find myself going, "Where's dinner?" 
I think it's because it was probably, I mean, stems from the fact that growing up, like that was the way it was. Like you had a hot meal every night and typically not every day, but typically we even sat around the table growing up. So it was like dinner was just like one of those things that it meant that you were family. And in some ways, I think that I associate love with, I mean, I think a lot of Americans do this, but like people generally speaking, and I think love each other with food in America. And I was brought up to see that, you know, you know, we, when we were praying the blessing, you know, you'd, you'd bless the hands that prepared the meal and all that stuff. Like it was like a thing of honor both ways. So, I don't know. I guess it just, to me, it means, to me, it means that you really care about me when you make dinner. Now, here's the thing. I don't even need you to actually make the dinner, though. I Because I've gotten so used to the way that it is that as long as I know that you're thinking about dinner. Okay. And we converse and we say what are we doing for dinner as long as you as long as we say we have a conversation we say what are we doing for dinner i'm actually okay to even make it yeah because you know that i mean i i'll make i make dinner you know not not as often as you do but i make it maybe two times a week sometimes three times a week and a lot of times we go out to eat anyway anymore but but i'm fine with it's just the thought of it just makes it feel like Okay, well, everything's in alignment. We're all I think, cool. Well, I think it's a good point that a lot of things in our life that we have these hang-ups with, it really does stem from usually child childhood things. This, yeah. I'm not going to turn this into therapy. Yeah, it doesn't like, need to be a therapy thing. But it is, but it is true. It has come probably from my childhood. Yeah. Uh, and I like to eat, too. I like hot oh, food. Well, it's just a lot of pressure, so just okay. think about that. Okay. All right. I have one for you. Okay. All right, Michelle. Um, so the other the other night, we were sitting in the living room with our kids, and we're, like, laughing about something hysterical. We were just all, like, all of us were sitting here just having, just joking around, and the laughter was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and then all of a sudden, Michelle goes, oh, did you guys hear about, and she starts telling this story about this tragic thing that happens, but she's laughing still and she goes and like a whole bunch of people died and we're all like what <laughs> and so my question to you is why do you laugh at inappropriate things <laughs> and in or at inappropriate times that's a good question actually you know when i was little i pro- i i probably did not start cr- I, I probably didn't cry until i definitely had all my kids like it, it actually probably broke something in me, like an emotional like barrier. Okay. But <laughs> when I was little, like I do respond wrongly. Like my emotions were like they're set up wrong or something. Because <laughs> I'm being serious. What? I'm being serious because when I was little, like my mamma and papa were like number one people in our life. Like we loved going there. Okay. Well, my papa died. And it was very emotional. And, like, when I went to the funeral, like, it's like I felt like I wanted to laugh. But it was, like, sad. 
This went way darker than I wanted it to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. Actually, the reason why I brought that up the other night, though, was because it was a... No, it wasn't a lot of people died. It was one person died. Okay. It was tragic. Okay. But the way it happened was a, such a fluke thing that it was almost like Oh, funny. yeah. And then you started like going... I'm not going to go into what you started saying because <laughs> you were trying to explain it and and help us to understand... And it kept on, you kept on getting worse and worse and laughing at, and continuing to laugh. And we're like, what are you saying? I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I think it's, well, I think it's funny on the one hand. I just wonder, it's just amazing at the same time. Well, I've always been able to be like, not take things too seriously. Mm. Like it <laughs> doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, that's Somebody not. died. And you're like, I have not, I've always been able to not take things too no, seriously. No, that's not even, I wasn't laughing at the death. I was not laughing at the, like, the tragedy that that would be, I mean, nobody could prepare me for, like, losing somebody close to me. Like, I would, that would, I, I've said this before. Yeah. Like, if I lost somebody, like, close to me that I am, I mean, that small circle you'd probably have to put me in a loony bin. Like I am committed to my like love and emotion towards people. I mean, I'm like a, I fight hard for the people in my life. Yeah. But sometimes things catch me off guard. That makes me laugh. That probably shouldn't make me laugh. laugh. I don't know. All right. Well, it's still a mystery. Just to a like to me. some of the fun, I mean, like if somebody kind of get hurt, gets hurt. Uh, that was one I was going to save for another time, but okay. Why, why do you laugh when people get hurt? As long as they're not like hurt too bad, but like if they fall or like, like if I watch like a mono, is that a monologue, you know, or like no, a montage. A montage, yeah. If I watch like a montage of people getting like a falling. Yeah. Like I will be rolling. Yeah. But you'll try to tell me a joke. One of Michelle's favorite memories is right. favorite memories is the time that I was really mad about something and I went to storm out of the room and I, and I was wearing socks and I stepped on the floor and I just bit it. <laughs> like she, he fell, he fell so hard right on his butt and like it was awesome. My feet flew up in the air. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that was that was interesting. I don't know that I have any more understanding about why you do that. Uh, but um, no, I I think I kind of do, maybe a little bit. All right. So this next segment segment uh, this is a game I want to maybe play every time. We'll see. Okay. All right. But this next segment we are going to call the Instagram quote game because okay. you know. There are so many great quotes on Instagram. Everybody has so much great advice. So much. And it all needs to be shared with the world. And, um, but, you know, uh, sometimes I don't agree with everything that's said. So we're going to say Instagram quote, agree or disagree. Okay. And then why. Okay. All right. So And on any of this stuff, the only thing he told me was to come up with something to ask him. That was it. So I don't know. She has no idea. Okay. Just All right. Here's one. Here's one to start off with. Okay. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Okay. 
Agree or disagree? Well, I mean, he could have gotten dropped off (laughs) by a helicopter. (laughs) Well, yes, that is true. Um, (laughs) He could have. But let's let's think of it in terms of like most of the time. He climbed, and it was probably hard, and he had to do a lot of preparation. So agree or disagree? I agree. Okay. I would agree too. I think that's a I think that's a fair like analogy type thing to use to I think that's a I think that's a good thing to try to motivate people with, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a decent one. It's not a bad one. Not all it's these are bad. That's not, uh, not too bad. No. Okay. Next one. Um when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment it grows in, not the flower. I think it, I think it, I agree, but, but I've never heard of anybody trying to fix a flower. So it's kind of like, it's weak to me is all. It's just, it's like, okay, that's kind of weak. Well, you know, it makes me think about. What? (laughs) So, okay, Tim wrote a song. So I was always told when we were like younger, Uh um, that one person. (laughs) Where are we going? That one person that prayed over me and said I was like a flower. Yeah. And I would get real closed up. Yeah. And then you wrote that song. Yeah. It said, beautiful flower, reveal your petals. Yeah. So I could hold you up to the <laughs> So I think about, like, if I was just, like, I get, like, if I can look at myself like a flower, okay, and I'm, like, really closed up a lot of times. Mm-hmm. If I was always just trying to fix my environment instead of the way I respond to the environment, like if I was taking that personally, mm. if I was taking that flower, like quote, like you're person, the flower, if I'm the flower. Okay. I would say like it's. I mean, our envi- I mean, our environment is like I'm married to you. I have kids. Business can be up and down. Like, sometimes I can't change my environment, but it's still not, like, I don't want to be closed up. Like, I don't want to be, like, to where I hide. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That's a different way of taking that than I took it. <laughs> but I think that that's fair. So, I mean, but if I was, like, a gardener and the flower wasn't blooming, it's probably an environment issue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very literal. <laughs> That's, that's that a very literal, literal translation of that. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> what if life is the dream and when we die, we wake up? What if life is the dream? Um, I hate stuff like that, actually. Why? Okay, agree or disagree? I mean, this one's hard to agree with or disagree with. It's a question. What if? I mean, what if, you know? <laughs> I would say oh, that's a fair thing to ask uh, because the, I actually think that reality is, the the, the true reality is it comes after Eternally. we die. Eternally, yeah. And there's so much more like like what we think as like realness 
is just like the I don't know. Spiritual. Like this could be like just like a, you know, like we're just a simulation outwardly, and all this when this goes away, and we see the real thing after that. Yeah, but I also think like if we're gonna say like, what if this is just a dream? Like, I don't think you can control much in your dream. Like, mm-hmm. you don't control your dreams. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. And so yeah, I, if you think like, well, this is just life that's, you know, I'm just going to like, I don't know. I think that there's, I think there's truth to that type of question. Okay. Okay. Um, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you workout clothes. And that's basically the same thing. Well, if you get a good pair of leggings... Yeah. That literally like cup your butt so smooth and nice, uh-huh. and they stay in perfect alignment when you're working out. It's hard to compare that feeling. <laughs> if you were going to compare it to something, what would it be? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like happiness. It like, happiness. feels. So good. See, this is the thing is that like if I'm buying workout clothes, I'm buying them to work out in. Yeah. And even though I do like the results of working out, I don't like working out. But so like, it yoga like pants. working out does not make me think of happiness. Yeah. It makes me feel like afterwards I like the results, but I definitely don't like it. Obviously, I don't think that. Well, I don't, what, read that again. <laughs> Money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you workout clothes, and that's basically the same thing. Okay, I don't like working out either, but, like, I don't equate having, like, an amazing pair of workout pants to always working out. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's different, but okay. I love, like, I do love a good pair of leggings. All right, I think this will be the last one. Okay. Um... I'm trying to pick which one I want to do. Um, All right. Life advice. Take more pictures of yourself. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Agree or disagree? I mean... I mean, we're in the generation that's taking more pictures of yourself. I mean, like, if I'm given advice, I don't think I've ever thought... Although, some people do, like... Maybe they just need to have more fun and, you know, maybe that you would give them that okay, advice. Okay, but, I mean, there's never been a time in history where we've, where we've taken this many pictures. Pictures, of yeah. Pictures in general, but pictures of ourself, like... So over the top. I mean, I've taken pictures of myself, but I would just say that, I mean, it's like... It, people, if you would have come from the past... And you come to now and see how many pictures people would think I that don't we're think that all that's the best life. People advice. would think we're all extreme narcissists. Yeah, that's what people would think. And I agree. We may be. Who knows? Yeah. We may be because we're so, also conditioned to it. They probably we probably don't even know it. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I think though that you know that maybe maybe this is being pointed at a certain person type of person that maybe is so insecure about themselves, and they're just trying to say, hey. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just Be own it. You. Be you. Own Be it. Be beautiful. Own it, right? <laughs> and I get that small, but for the vast majority, like, I wouldn't say that this is life Great advice. life advice. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, uh, I think we're going to end it right there. Okay. Um, this podcast is, this has one been, is. Podcast one is in the can. 
This was a lot of fun. And I didn't even get to use very many sound effect buttons, although I just looked up these sound effects right before we went on here, and I didn't really uh, get a chance to play with them, and so I'm kind of ha- kind of scared to, to push some of these buttons. Yeah, good. Um, but... Um, I could do a... I could totally be fine if you never push I don't know. Effects. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to use some of these buttons at some point. But listen, guys, um, have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.